Hey everybody, this is Sam welcoming you to episode Nobody Likes You When You're 23. Who would have thought in 1999 that I would still be referencing that song at this point in my life? Congratulations, Blink-182, quite the earworm. Speaking of this point in my life, a small personal announcement here. This is my first intro after getting married, which has been exciting and very cool for about nine days now. If you are looking to give me a wedding present, please feel free to tell a friend about this podcast that you enjoy so much. And if you haven't yet, like and subscribe wherever you're listening to your podcasts. And in the meantime, sit back and enjoy this week's episode of The Heroes Die. So I figured today I'll kick things off with a, with a question for you. Okay. Uh, well, and that piece. question is, how appealing do you find the idea of sort of long-term older methods of travel, like going on a train trip across the United States or like getting in uh, a, like a, a Eurail pass in the United States? I'm, I'm talking specifically stateside or like a cruise. I guess mm. a cruise, but like you're going somewhere, like a transatlantic cruise. Mm. So like a ferry, do we one might say. Slow on the land or slow on the water? Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. No plans. Yeah. Dirigible no being my favorite form of air travel, too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Need a, need a, love need a good rigid thread of a, yeah, Hindenburg sort of a tragedy. Uh, whenever I just need to get to Grand Hydrogen, Ben. Oh God, the humanity! <laughs> oh, the humanity! <laughs> I thought that's just what Ben called doing whippets on an airplane. Time to kiss God! <laughs> oh my God, I couldn't. I can think of. I I can't think of anything that would be would be quite as alarming as watching someone start cracking whippets <laughs> into balloons in a row next to me in the air. <laughs> Just like, yeah, we'd like a three Jack and Cokes and some privacy, please. <laughs> three Jack and Cokes and for everyone to be a little chill for a second. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm about to get the giggles. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I, I dig it. I like, I like a good train travel. I think you, especially like you're going like across the middle of the country and stuff, you get the chance to like see a lot of pretty like forgotten parts of the country and stuff. I say this mm -hmm. not having done it myself, but having gotten real, uh, entranced by the hobo culture for a while, like rail riders. Mm -hmm. I remember that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, men lost toes, uh, during that phase, but, uh, <laughs> No, uh, yeah. Sh Chicago's only case of scurvy that year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ben refused multivitamins out of some <laughs> allegiance to hobodom, but I don't, I don't really get the connection. It got pretty weird in that basement after a while, I gotta say. <laughs> Kept sticking poking me in my sleep. I feel like a, a few times a year I look at the the price of an Amtrak to somewhere further away. just to see if they've aggressively changed their pricing structure in the last six months. And they oh, never they have. It, it's always, no. I guess, very expensive. It, it is never cheaper than a plane flight. Cross-country travel is a luxury. It's not a, it's not a, um, a form of travel that is meant for lay people. It, yeah. it, just, it just has ceased to be that, which I think is unfortunate. I think it would be better if we could get cross-country trains that mimic like the japanese yeah, high speed rail would right? be fucking awesome you know what i mean like 
that would be super cool. But I will also say that my my desire to do cross country train travel is somewhat tempered. It's definitely in proportion to my desire to also be on a cross country train travel murder mystery. Yeah, you know, yeah. so like I want to I want to know that I'm in a private berth or am I? You know, <laughs> maybe there's a you know, like I want one of those kinds of situations. Um, again, nothing that I will ever be able to afford. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like all of a sudden, you realize that your your bunkmate is Captain Hastings. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Morgan, how do you feel about rail travel? I I love it. Um, I don't do it a lot because I think it is kind of cost prohibitive, like y'all are saying. When I lived in Chicago, I did I think at least three or four times. Though um, I was uh, a little less tethered, but. <laughs> Uh, there's a train that leaves Union Station, Chicago every night at 8.30 p.m. It is called the City of New Orleans. Yeah, it nice. Arrives, it arrives in New Orleans at 2.30 p.m. the following afternoon, and it is $95 one way, and wow. it is never more than 20% full. That is a very reasonable ticket. Many, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's cool as hell. I did that many, many times. That is one of the cheapest Amtrak long-distance trips that you can make. Did you ever bring, yeah, did you ever booze on the train, Morgan? Um, maybe here and there. <laughs> Morgan, what were the sites like along the way? Was it cool country to go through, or yeah? So the the train the this trip down setup is actually fantastic because you're leaving Union Station, in Chicago at eight thirty p.m. and there's nothing interesting for a, a while, right? But usually by the time you wake up and the sun's out around like ten or eleven, you're starting to get through some terrain at least where there's a little up and down. And then, you know, the last like two hours of the train ride, you're just going through the bayou. And that's fucking wow. Awesome. Hell yeah. Like that's I, I routinely see a gator or something. That is very cool. I will say, because you asked about cruises. I've never been on a cruise. Same. But ne- neither have I. I, mm-hmm. always thought, I always thought of them as like extremely like luxurious and kind of over the top. And then I yeah. read, <laughs> I read David Foster Wallace's like short essay. <laughs> On, on a cruise ship i think he spent like 10 days or 14 days on a on a cruise ship and i was like oh man i might i might get super depressed on a cruise ship yeah i think mm-hmm. like the facilities themselves are pretty luxurious uh the company you keep less so yeah Dude, just the number my- of norovirus outbreaks that are reputed amongst them too uh not ideal i've never been in a uh in a hot air balloon that that sounds horrible Mm-mm. I don't they're, ever want they're to. They're very dangerous. Right. Incredibly uh, dangerous. Yes. Right. <laughs> yep. again, again, how much and what is the wager to get around the world in 80 days in this hot air balloon? Like there needs to be some <laughs> stakes involved other than me just losing my life for the kicks. You know, yeah. like for me, it's cosplaying Lyra Balakwa from the Golden Compass. That's what I'm doing if I'm in a hot air balloon. <laughs> so my, my mm-hmm. purpose is clear. Uh, I've I've wanted to ride in a hot air balloon and a dirigible for that matter since reading those books as a kid. I just thought it was awesome and it like captured me. The hmm. the difference between a dirigible and a blimp, Cole, do you know it? No. One has a engines dir- and the other doesn't, right? Uh, no, a dirigible, it has a rigid structure and a blimp yeah. is uh, mostly soft, almost all soft. So you're saying some, some seagull could accidentally pop that thing? Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's exactly yeah, that's exactly what, what I'm saying. 
<laughs> Harold, what about you? What about you? Um, you want to be on a train? Do you want to be on a boat? What's going on? Yeah, I, th- I think I generally prefer slower means of travel. I have a, a, this is not exactly what you're asking, but I have a rule where if it'll take me four hours to drive to a place, I would rather drive than fly. Because I would just much rather like, you know, have the experience of traveling along the ground and spending, you know, an hour and a half at the airport. I, I, have a very, air. I have a very similar rule, but four, hour, four hours is four your hours threshold. Is so five mind. hours you're flying? Probably, yeah. Essentially, the rule is St. Louis, like, you know, like the like yeah. the distance of St. Louis and like that kind of like radius from Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. I have never been on a cruise, but I have been on a uh, like basically a ferry from Italy to the Grecian Islands. And yet yeah, travel by boat. It was it was very charming, particularly when you had to like when you were doing it to get somewhere, which was the only time I've ever gotten on a boat to like get somewhere that wasn't the Staten Island Ferry or something like that. I like horses too, I should say, if we're talking about <laughs> other forms of transportation. Horses are good. How far are you going to go uh, on a horse, Ben? Not too far, but they got a lot more personality than a car. So I do like that. Like, you know, you name it. Uh, depends on yeah. the car. Yeah. Well, and depends, depends on the horse. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Dumb fucking pony doesn't even have funny jokes. <laughs> You'll draw uh, a covered wagon if we're going back to childhood, I think. Uh, speaking Cat's of style. medieval levels of technology, why don't we uh, why don't we take a trip into Galarian right now? But before we go back to the Hermitage of Blessed Lightning, I would like you all to invite me. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Uh oh. So lonely. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird consent start. <laughs> I would like to invite you all on a trip to Absalom for something that happened in the past. Standing on a crate in the Grand Bazaar of Absalom, we see a stout halfling, clean shaven, about 50, with dark brown hair. He is singing an old halfling favorite. My heart is empty and lonesome and hopes for a lover to greet. And I know that her eyes shine like pints of ale and there'll always be hair on her feet. He is accompanied by an identical halfling plucking the banjo. They both wear shabby suits and a sad, empty hat sits before their makeshift stage. Suddenly, a voice springs from the crowd. Those good-for-nothings, Pelgig brothers, you've dodged me for the last time. Where's my gold? Yikes, it's Yoza. We better get lost, Renfeld. The brothers dash away into the crowd, while their loan shark gives chase. Through the twists and turns of the coins district, they make their way back to their home base on Misery Row. They run down an alley and dive into a glowing window, landing near the hearth of their favorite haunt, the Poison Dram. The brothers hide under some empty barrels while Yozer yells from outside, You can't hide forever. When I find you, I'll start by breaking your legs. Once Yozer was gone, the Pelzig brothers crawl from the barrels and sit dejected before the hearth. Now what do we do, Fritz? Old Lady Molasses isn't running a charity. We'll find our apartment door locked and bolted for sure if we can't make rent this time. It's not the first lock we've had to pick. We really are in a pickle this time. Yo's are serious. I hear they're still finding pieces of the last halfling who owed him money. Oh boy, what do we do? 
Excuse me, begging your pardon, but I couldn't help overhearing. And it sounds like you might need some assistance. The brothers turn and see a man sitting quietly by himself, puffing a churchwarden pipe near the fire. He is dressed in a black and gold tunic, and his eyes are masked by dark glasses. He bears the well-trimmed mustache of a gentleman and stands out among the drunken sloppiness of the bar. Yeah, we sure could, um, uh, Mr., uh... The stranger puffs his pipe in answer and begins to talk. Time slows and the bar fades away as the stranger spins tales of strange lands, magical forces, and divine powers. The brothers lean in, transfixed by the stranger's words, but to anyone passing by, they see only the brothers sitting quite dumbly on two short barrels before a man puffing silently on his pipe, the traces of a grim smile on the corners of his dark lips. At long last, the brothers ask the stranger how anyone could achieve these powers and master these divine forces. Why, it really is so very simple. As it happens, in my travels, I have made certain contacts and have with me a vial of pure sorcerous blood. I'd be happy to give it to you. I have no need for such things in my old age, but it is my last one and it is quite valuable. You begin to think of these things when you are my age, you know. Fritz sharply elbows Renfeld. What can we offer you for the blood? The stranger looks at them thoughtfully and puts out his pipe. At that moment, the tavern goes silent. People still move about, laughing and drinking, but they cannot be heard. The fire continues to roar, but no sound emits from the hearth. The only sound that can be heard is the quiet rustle of the stranger reaching into the folds of his robes. There is one thing. I should be glad to offer you the blood, but I am in need of a service. Anything, anything. The stranger looks down at the brothers over the top of his dark glasses, and the brothers can see the gleam of red and yellow. Very well. But as we are just beginning our acquaintance, I am sure we would both like an assurance. With a flourish, the stranger produces a piece of fine parchment and a quill. And scene. Woof. Wow. But what does that have to do with today's session? I don't. Yeah, how does that tie in? <laughs> I don't know any of those people. Fritz, Renfeld? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Rudy was reading the, but the professor wasn't in it. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rudy, I was picturing the, um, as the devil, Ron Perlman's character from Pacific Rim. Oh, wow. Like that Hannibal, uh, Hannibal Chow, I think is his name. That was really, that was such a nice description. That was cool. Thank you. It was very cool, Rudy. Very cool indeed. And I imagine that this scene, for some reason is playing over in the professor's mind when he wakes up in Harlock Hamdiel's room in the Hermitage of Blessed Lightning this morning. The professor awakes uh, kind of with that sharp, like, <gasps> all felt so real. Uh, reaches beneath uh, his uh, nightgown and feels around his neck the, uh, the locket that he carries. And clutches it for a moment and sighs and then uh, shakes it off and uh, hops out of bed and goes... Ah, 
Where do you suppose they keep the larder in this hermitage? <laughs> I'm sure we could all use eggs and bacon. Yeah, so y'all are waking up. Watch has ended. It is the morning after the first day in the Hermitage of Blessed Lightning. What do you all do? Here we go murdering again. I repeat my admonition to search for the larder, but I suppose we ought to make our way further uh, through this hermitage as the professor pulls up his pants. And, uh, and snacks on a cliff bar. <laughs> yeah, there might be survivors and victims. We should keep moving. Yes. Do we think there is any consideration that the cleansing of uh, this temple might be something other than uh, ridding uh, adherence from it? Or are we pretty committed to that idea? It seems to work so far, so I think uh, we kind of know what we're doing. Uh, but it seems to me that we are being asked to bring justice in whatever form we can to those who <laughs> have done such horrible deeds as those that Andrew could maybe, you know, speak to from a personal perspective. I'd prefer not to speak about it. Let's just that get going. seems fair. I just mean to say, Sven, I don't, I don't know that... All I mean to say, Sven, is that we have some reason to confront these folks, and what will come will come. Indeed. Hey. And don't forget that some of them have not turned yet. Good to recall. So it looks like the question is, are you heading north or are you heading south? Let's go to the north. To the north. Woohoo! Woo All right, Sven, immediately. <laughs> I shall get close to the door and kick it in. Pay <laughs> yes. for battle. Absolutely. <laughs> Sven, you walk up to that door. You can see down the hallway now, and I will reveal that presently. <sighs> it is a long stone corridor. You can see three torch sconces on the wall, bringing it all the way down uh, about 60, 70 feet here. It is lined with doorways on the northern side. There are a couple doorways on the southern side right next to you, but other than that, most of the doors, northern side, every 10 feet down the hall. What do you do? We're fishing a barrel, guys. Yeah, we don't stand a chance. nightmare. <laughs> the SWAT team couldn't even handle this. And everybody's going to take their own door, kick it in, see what happens. Who has the flashbangs? Oh, yeah. This is definitely a time to split the party. Each person yeah, pick yeah. a door. Cover more ground that way. Very good thinking, Professor. Wouldn't it be great? It'd be much better content than stealthing up to each one, checking yeah. individually, <laughs> unlocking it. Come on, let's do it. Come on. Everyone take We're a door. nothing if not methodical. Very good. Very good. We'll all take doors that are near each other so we can yell. Yes, that's good. That way we can hear if trouble uh, comes our way. Yeah. No, fuck it. Take doors that are really far away from each other and maybe out of sight. I've seen this situation play out a million times. A monster will chase us. We'll go through all the different doors and come out random ones and stuff. Yakety sacks will be playing in the exactly. background. A couple of times we're chasing the monster instead. Layton's running into walls with his rain cloud over his face. Then it's on the monster the next time they both appear, and that's when it falls down. Yeah, yeah. the yep. mystery machine handbook to monster hunting. Perfect. <laughs> wow, it was the mayor the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I told you we should have lost him. <laughs> All right. All right. What are y'all doing? I think methodically stealthing each door one at a time in order to value our lives is appropriate for good tabletop RPG. Yeah, absolutely. 
So I'm gonna Duke's gonna pull out his uh sword, sword short sword and shield. Yeah, Sven does have uh hammer and sickle at the ready. Absolutely. So I'm gonna take this one block at a time. You open up this first block of doors. Good, the thermal scan shows nothing. <laughs> each of these rooms contains a wooden bunk bed with simple straw-filled mattresses chests for storing clothes personal belongings you're not entirely clear on who stayed here but it looks like these are dormitories now some of them are fucked up Right. Some of them are just completely strewn. There's Beer cans everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Fucked up condition is too below destroyed in the Pathfinder universe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the third one is spray painted with AE Pi, so I think we can figure that out pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, 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 the last one in the hallway has been clearly TP'd ruthlessly. <laughs> oh, God, there's a sock on the doorknob of the middle one. We'll just... And it's hard. It's a rock. Careful. <laughs> <laughs> you, you keep moving down none of the rooms are particularly orderly and tidy but some of them have like clearly been the scenes of violence and others look like they may have been inhabited recently maybe currently inhabited but are messy you continue making your way through them methodically again and um give me some perception checks 17 16, 19, 18. All right. So those two 19s sort of look at each other as you get down the center of the hallway leading south over here to the west that you've now cleared. And about halfway down the hall, you come to a room that presents as slightly apart from the others. There is some blood on the floor. But beneath the chaos you've seen in the other rooms, you find here remnants of order. The bed was clearly made before it was jostled. So it's rumpled, but it's like a bed after somebody rolled around on it, basically. Things on the desk are a little bit askew, but again, it looks like they are not that far from out of place. So like, uh, think about a room that went through some turbulence and things weren't strapped down. And in the gear space, Druk, in a chest or in a trunk underneath the bed, you recognize some odds and ends of brewing equipment. Ooh. And on the inside of the trunk at the foot of the bed, you find etched a beer mug. And you feel around inside the trunk. Can't find anything, can't find anything, can't find anything. And then you remember and you press. And a catch releases and you lift up the false bottom of this trunk, and you find a notebook. It's got nudes in it. Very good. <laughs> Those are private. <laughs> um, and Drupal, um, maybe like go into, like sit on the bed maybe, like and, and like, you know, just start flipping through, trying to fig- figure out who, who this notebook might belong to. Yeah. And you know that the Beerstein is in a style that resembles your order. Mm-hmm. So when you open the first page and you see written in a familiar hand on top, my wanderings, Detris. Oh, this is a fucking nightmare. 
But is he like a total party animal? I would not say that about them. No, I mean, you know, we have certain requirements of our order, but anyway, um, and uh, Drew would flip to the end to try to maybe to figure out what they were doing here. Absolutely. So you're flipping through and you see normal script, normal script, normal script, but the last section shifts and you see this in roll 20. As you are presented with a handout, it's in a code. Easy. Got it. Already figured it out. Yeah, cracked it. <laughs> Give fucks, Sam. Well, this is a simple substitution cipher. I was <laughs> this, is pretty, <laughs> this is pretty basic. One just equals reverse a Google spell. image search this real uh, quick and uh, just hold it in front of a mirror. Uh, and Druk, if if you want to give uh, knowledge, Kate and Kayleen, I, I will allow that for this cipher. I would love that. That's a nineteen uh, plus. No fucking idea. It's not on my app. Hold on one second. Oh, it's not on my app. <laughs> I didn't log it. Ah, shucks. Looks like a data wipe again. No, yeah, no, my my Strava doesn't have my Kate and Kayleen lore knowledge. <laughs> I bet this is the sort of thing that a guy like Rudy would have in a ledger, you know? It's so a 24, <laughs> Sam. 24. A 24? Never you mind what I track about Kate and Kayleen. <laughs> <laughs> With a 24, Druk, now you were never the best Kate and Kayleen scholar in the monastery. But... <laughs> You did pay attention on the day that they talked about simple and effective ways to mask communications. And you recognize a pretty standard book cipher where numbers are substituted for words in a book, the key book. You think that if you can find the key book, you may be able to make sense of this. Got it. I think Druk would tell the group generally every, like, you know, uh, that, that this belonged to a friend of his and that there's a cipher at the end and that I, he thinks that we'll, we're going to be looking for a, a, a key book to help with the cipher at all. Excellent. Uh, fetch quests are so much less morally treacherous than cleansing halls. <laughs> oh, oh, my immersion! <laughs> <laughs> um, should we just push on, keep searching? Yeah, and, just, uh, uh, yeah. walk down this hall then. And, uh... Yeah, in the course of your searching... You did find a hallway here to the north in the center of this hallway of similar dormitories. You also see down here, Svend, to the north and west corner, another hallway with a door to the east. There are several doors to the east that you have not yet opened. I am imagining that you went systematically through the doors, basically on your right-hand side to the north when you're walking west and to the west when you're walking south. So you make your way along that hallway, opening all of these clearly dormitory doors. The doors are very similar, etc., etc. There may be something indicating that the doors on the left-hand side, something different. They don't have nameplates and welcome collages? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, though, though this interesting... This guy likes Halo. Very cool. I'm be sure to get, re- get it along with him. No, though, interesting that you asked that question. One of the only differences between the cells are some of the artworks that are on the walls. Usually things that honor Gozra, dramatic landscapes, things that, you know, might ape in some degree the beautiful mosaics 
in that front room, the doors, you know, see meeting the sky, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And in a good portion of the rooms, those have been defaced again with demonic scrawl or poop. This one has a tire company catalog. I'll be keeping this for my personal records. Sam, <laughs> <laughs> can I detect magic as we just walk through the hallway? Just Yeah, I've just got anything. you as pinging magic regularly. Yeah. You're not detecting anything in the rooms of the doors that you've opened. And it seems to be running up against the wall on your other side. So it's not detecting through that. Okay. Where do y'all want to go? There are a few rooms in this western hallway that you have not gone into. There's a room at the end of this hallway that Sven is near. What do y'all want to check I, out? I feel like, friends, perhaps we should um, we should first visit the rooms that are around closest to the, the double doors so that we can get an idea of, of perhaps what that room is or see if there's another entrance. Here, here. Yes, I like this idea. Great. So, so Cole, describe where you want to head. Yeah, totally. So I'm thinking, guys, like the the door that's due south, one square from Andruk, and see mm-hmm. if that gives us more of a shape of what this hermitage sort of looks like on the interior. You know, there's also it looks like one just north of Eugene. Yeah. Why don't we do that one first? All right. Um, Sven, back it up. Yeah, it's okay. Sorry, the calendar it is enchanting. Um, on my way. All right, so I'm seeing Andruk to the north of the door, Eugene just to the south, followed by Leighton, the professor, and Sven. Definitely the marching order you guys want before kicking in the door? Oh, certainly. Yeah. Wait, no, no, hold on a second. Here. No, 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 I'm no, no, wait, no, wait, no, Spread out. Spread out here. Wait, yeah. who just moved me into the darkness? I got you. <laughs> I, I did not do that. All right, so Leighton immediately to the south of the door. <laughs> All right, marching order now looks like Sven at the door, Andruk, Eugene, the professor, and Leighton. Does this door feel different than any of the other 20 that I just revealed automatically? Um, it feels different. It feels well, a little different. Well, the initiative tracker came up. So that's, that's my immersion. I don't know what that was. <laughs> oh, my immersion. The ah, illusion is ruined. All right, Sven, is there anything that you're doing at the door? Yeah, I tried to get back into the world, but apart from that. <laughs> um, well, yeah, what did you do at all of these other doors? Yeah. Listen. Use the heartbeat <laughs> sensor. No. Uh, no do you want to uh, do, do anything? All right, just kick it in. Actually, yeah, I yeah. am going to move myself just to the south of Sven. I think Leighton would want to be within touch distance of Sven. All right. Very cool. That's, very that's cool. Sweet, cool. Aw. Yeah. There you go. Mm. Yeah. Leighton feels t- that way about it, too. <laughs> this oh, guy gets great. so close all the time. I know. <laughs> what a nice sentiment. And... Oh, he's breathing down my neck. Boom. <laughs> you opened the door. <laughs> not these guys again. Hmm. You're looking in to a library. (laughs) Doesn't look like a library. (laughs) You're looking in at a library that has been very, very messed up. It might once have been magnificent. Tall wooden bookcases still line the room's walls, but many have been pulled over 
spilling books of all types and sizes over the carpeted floor. Statuary busts decorate a few cases that remain standing, but others have toppled and shattered. Shredded paper and torn parchment cover the ground. Tables where the hermits must once have studied ancient lore are flipped on their sides or upside down, their legs broken off. Archways to the north and south lead to reading rooms that have so far been spared from the damage to the library. And in the midst of it all, yes, indeed, it is these guys on Druk. There are a couple of Abricondilus. Now, these busts, uh, bare breasts or no? I can't answer that question in good conscience, okay. Rudy. All right, sorry. Roll for initiative. <laughs> See what you did, Rudy? It's going to affect my decisions. My initiative rolls have been consistently shit in a way that I can't explain. Was it worse than a natural one? It was a two. And I am going to put all of them in. We're going to try something a little new right now. So let me do this. Leighton, what is your initiative? Seven. All right. Eugene, what'd you roll? 29 all day. 29 all day. Coming in spicy. Morgan must be cheating. Andruk, what you got? 11. 11. That's not very good, bud. Sven. 27. 27. That's spicy. We got a 29 and a 27. How come Ben wasn't cheating? No, Ben wasn't what cheating. What the fuck? Ben, we can trust Ben. Ben would never cheat. can trust Ben. Ben? No, I'm honest. More than Ben? Mm-hmm. Are you serious? <laughs> and Eugene, what is your perception modifier? <laughs> 11. 11? Jesus. He's a wisdom-based character. Yeah, you idiots. He's a wisdom-based character. <laughs> He's got owl eyes. <laughs> Get off him. Sam, you're literally the DM of this of this Pathfinder game. Like that, you're accusing us of being nerds is not really going to work. That wasn't a nerd joke. No, it wasn't intended yeah, to be a nerd joke. Also, if Morgan's going to cheat, he's oh. going to make up the correct number for his perception modifier. <laughs> All right, Merganzer, you are up first. Eugene is in the back. You didn't ask me what you my perception see. was. <laughs> You're right. We've lost Rudy for the evening. No, Sam. And it's been a while. Fuck it. Listeners at home, Rudy has just turned his camera off. And is now. (laughs) And uh, is in in, uh, full sulk mode. Excellent. Eugene, you're up. You can't see any of the things that I just said. What are you going to do? (laughs) Do you still not want my initiative? Just put it in. Oh, what is it? I thought you were doing a thing. No, no, no. I thought I got it from you. Go ahead. 19. 19. Yeah. Oh, forgettable Rudy. (laughs) It's tough being the fifth banana. The worst part is that Rudy was cheating too on this. Eugene, it is your turn. You didn't see any of the things that I just said. What are you going to do? All right. Well, in that case, um, Eugene's going to uh, step into the room right here. All right. You move up. There's nothing that's going to happen as he passes through. Can I continue to move? You can continue to move. Yes. Difficult terrain right in front of you. Can I move to here? So Eugene moved south 10 feet over to the east into the room and then north 10 feet Mm -hmm. coming around in a little horseshoe there 
Eugene, yeah. tell me tell me what it looked like. Tell me what this 29 initiative looked like. You were expecting trouble when the door opened. It seems like you read Sven. What do, what do you think right. you saw? So, I mean, I think that Eugene has been detecting magic, right, like we were saying, through this entire hallway. And then when the door got kicked open, he saw a look on Sven's face that was like, there's action on the other side of this. And immediately he just bolted in because he's real bored with all these bedrooms. Excellent. I love that. <laughs> so he bolts in with one action. What's your second action, third action? What are you thinking? What's what's going on? What's going on with yeah, your jeans? Tell me about it. Tangle foot on the freak. Hopefully one of the actions was to say, excuse no, me. did not say that. <laughs> like pace. <Hey, laughs> um. <laughs> uh, he's going to cast tangle foot uh, at the BC to his east. Yeah, so there is an Abricondilu just 10 feet to the east of you. You are tangle footing that one, or at least yeah, attempting to. Rolling. Ooh, it's not so hot. Uh, it's going to be a 15. 15 is a miss. The tangle foot goes off to the side. It is that Abricondilu's turn. It is going to take a guarded step five feet to the north and west, closing with Eugene. It is up in your grill, and it is going to roll. I've got a 20 on the first attack there, Eugene. My armor class is 20. Oh. All right, so that hits. Your AC is 20? That's really good. Holy shit, yeah, that's as good as mine. Mm -hmm. What? We'll have to talk about that. See what's going on, but it is—it is indeed a hit. I said, "Where do you find the Kevlar vest?" <laughs> Eugene doesn't get hit. Everybody knows that Ooh. about him. Get better at cheating. <laughs> uh, I am taking that advice to heart, and that is thirteen points of doesn't damage feel it. to you. Eugene doesn't even feel it. <laughs> that is miss. It's uh, 5,000 hit points, if I remember yeah. correctly, for Eugene. So. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, 9,000 minus 13. Understood. Got it. <laughs> Eugene the Endless. <laughs> Eugene the Endless. Uh, that is its turn. It is one. It is two. And then it has one more turn left. It is going to come in with the Jaws. Ah, but not going to do it. That's only a 12 to hit, and your AC is a miraculous 20 (laughs) for a third-level druid. We'll see where all those fucking AC points are coming. That is the Abricondilu's turn. Spend, it is your turn. The little goblin got the better of you, bolted past you without even saying excuse me. What do you do? Move into the room, attack Eugene? I step up and chide him. Yeah, really let him have it. Um, No, I'm going to step in. Can I get on top of this little desk here? At the Wakandan Blilu? What's your movement speed? Uh, 25. Yeah, give me an athletics check to jump on it without okay. taking any penalty. Yeah, that'll be easy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> plus nine there. Okay. Uh, and a 20 on the die. <laughs> so that's going to be 29. <laughs> okay. You can do a cartwheel up there. <laughs> and you just yeah. a cartwheel. <laughs> yeah. So you go in and you do one of those uh, like side three sixties that uh, <laughs> that people who are really good at martial arts do. Uh, you come in, you spin up, foot lands, your blade rolls is up. out. For that natural twenty on that, I'm gonna give you a 
uh, free draw with your sword. It was still in your sheath, I'm going to say, and you have drawn it for free. It was probably already out. We're not yeah, it definitely it said here. it was already out, but that's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't oh, worry about it. Whatever. It's looking sweet. cool. It's looking cool. It comes out of your sheath <laughs> as you do this big 360 doesn't even have a sword. So that doesn't really look like anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sam just gave him a sword. It's fine. You know what? You're right. Uh, Sven, Sven, there was a 29. That's a good point. You you fall down, actually. You fall down from the lack of my immersion my is cool thing. right now. I'm just going to say mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I believe that. I believe that, Sven. Don't, don't even believe myself. Uh, yeah, I'm going to swing on him. Uh, double swing. That will be a uh, 27 to hit. Wow. 27 to hit. That's a hit. Yeah. Not a crit, though? Not a crit? You mean? Not a crit. Hmm. Interesting. Everybody cheats. Um, that'll be five <laughs> points of damage. Um, right, first one. Oh, at least we know Ben's not cheating. Yeah. Five points of damage <laughs> on the first one. Yep. Uh, and then second swing. Okay, that will be a 20. That's going to be a 21. Yeah, that's a crit. That's a 30. Natty 21. 30 Juans. Oh, my goodness. Is that with the penalty, Ben? Surely a crit. Yeah, natural would, 20 yeah, is a crit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, natural 20 increases at one level, and we know that it's 20. Yeah, so it is a crit. Yes. Excellent. And that will be for 13 points of damage. 13 points of damage on a crit. Nice. Ben, are you adding everything that you need to be adding, or are you just blowing it right now? Uh, No, that that's everything. And you yeah, rolled not, double. I'm going to blow this one. You roll double, damage double plus dice. Double the, the sickle is lower damage, right? Yeah, it's just a D four for the sickle. Yeah. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Get right. off his fucking dick, Sam. Jesus Good. Christ. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely not. My immersion Absolutely was not already a... on life or, support, and here we find or ourselves. Maybe Ben should roll another die. Just saying. Seems like the GM, <laughs> like GM wants some chill. Seems like oh, the GM isn't buying it. Uh, <laughs> all right. right Pull the plug on Ben believing what he's doing, so he gets more damage out of <laughs> Um, All right. That is Sven's turn. It is the second Abrikandilu's turn. It is going to take a move action. One, two, three. It sniffs at you. And looks at the scars. You all heard him. It's an action. Yep, sniff action. It has the the manipulate trait. Attack of opportunity. <laughs> it sees the scars that its brethren left on your neck and lunges in with its jaws. Oh, they're competitive. That is a thirty to Oof. hit. Oh, yeah, that'll hit. That'll hit. Is that a crit? Uh AC's twenty, so I think so. Shit. It is just a crit. Ooh. Fuck. I've gotten crit. So much in this fucking game. <laughs> hey guys, just real quick, I want to shout Rudy out for recognizing that Ben got crit this time and being sad. Uh, and that's, oh, yeah, you're here for it. That's good. <laughs> that's good at and we yeah. are here for growth. Yeah. Rudy, hero point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <So> embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, being praised for either basic empathy or paying attention. Both doing the bare minimum. <laughs> Oof. Ben, that is going to be 31 points of damage. Holy oh, moly! Oh, shit. <laughs> what the fuck? Sam, well, that took the air out of the room. 
That was a bite. Yeah, and out of Ben's life. Like, what, like, what did it do? Like, like 31 points of damage. You got to describe what just happened. Yeah, it how juicy is it? In and rips along his neck once oh. again. Ben, are you still up? Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Oof. Along my neck, you say, hmm? Yeah. Bites in, rips down with its jaws in another mutilating bite. Ben, you're also going to take a minus one to charisma checks for the next 24 hours as that wound heals. I'm just constantly weeping scars. This, ah, oh God. Okay. Does he get a fortitude save? You do get a fortitude save. Yeah, Ben, give me a fortitude save. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, tw- uh, 26. I take back the fact that you have to to, to to take that charisma penalty. You don't have to do that. Thank you, Cole. Thank you, Cole, for yeah. keeping me on, nope. on that. I appreciate it. You're still it. beautiful. Yeah. You did Honestly, ruin my immersion so, a little bit more. I was but... very excited about that crit. Very excited about that crit. All right. And then it's going to come up slashing with one of its claws at you. That is going to be a, got to do a little bit of math here, a 27 to hit. Yeah, yep. And that is going to be 10 points of damage. (laughs) Holy cow. Jeez Louise. Yeah, this is definitely bad. These are very dangerous creatures, particularly when there are two of them. And I should note that the one that has been doing damage to Ben is as yet undamaged. With that said, that was a move, an attack, and attack. Layton, you gotta get out of there, man. I'm not in there. I'm fine. Layton, whatever. Who, who's the other one? Sven, you gotta get out of there, man. <laughs> <laughs> I almost made it, Ben. I almost made it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I dropped it to one yard. Oh, it rolled out of bounds. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh, oh. <laughs> so, yeah. Sven... <laughs> why don't you why don't you tell tell the guys in the hallway what they heard when that happened? So with it like biting onto his neck in particular, I'm gonna say that it actually like rips away the scarf. And so all they can hear is Oh what the fuck? Oh god he hurts! Oh god no, it just burns, it's so bright! <laughs> His nude face is uh <laughs> dude yeah. What the fuck is that? <laughs> the party immediately starts vomiting. Eugene starts choking. <laughs> <laughs> Woof. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ, Ben. We're learning about everybody's brother today. <laughs> the professor, it's your turn. You hear that horrid scream come from the room. What do you do? Oh, dear me. Uh, are these, like, uh, creatures jabbering and stuff, Sam? Um, they're roaring. What is the... But they're not speaking. Like, they're not speaking. They don't appear to be speaking any language that you can understand. I'm going to double check that. Uh, I am correct. Even with magic? What are you talking about? Like, perhaps is it something, a language that could be comprehended with magic? It is a language that could be comprehended. They they have language, yes, but it is not something that I believe you speak. Okay. Okay. If professor, if the if the professor's first response 
I'm just hearing. asking you a question, oh. Sam. Horrible. Chill the fuck out, dude. <laughs> I'm just asking. The professor takes his first two actions to cast oh, I'm languages. Done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Literally a turn ago, it would have been a cool idea. Now that has changed quite dramatically. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> anyway, the professor, uh, he's gonna come to here, Sam? Yeah, so you enter the room five feet south of the door, and what do you do? So uh, so he's uh, he's trying to take a, a, a bit of cover behind the bookshelf, and uh, I think he's gonna, he's gonna try and... Um, cast a uh, flaming sphere okay where do you want that to land yonder uh, on the on the on the southern what are these called sorry abricandilu the southern abricandilu which i believe has not been attacked yet right that's right it has not been attacked it okay. is entirely healthy all right well let's see if we can make it dance a little you throw some fire on it and i am going to roll a reflex save a reflex save indeed. 19. Jesus Christ, Sam. Just make it believable, at least, for, yeah. for the listeners. That's Has the not D- rolled below a 16. That's the DC. The yeah. DC 19. You did it. Great. <laughs> Guys, my dice are hot this evening. There have been yeah, no some combat in this in this hermitage that you have mashed. Absolutely mashed because they were ice cold. Uh, this is not starting out like one of those. The professor, you've moved and cast a so, two yeah, action So he's spell. holding the sphere on and says uh, Spend, we'll try and hold him off. Get out of there! Oh yeah, you'd like that, wouldn't you? <laughs> the professor immediately starts retching. <laughs> and loses, loses con- concentration and the sphere. <laughs> Andruk, it's your turn. I saw you measuring some stuff out there. You're going to do some tactical movement right now. You're going to get in there. Or you're going to run away. Read the diary. I was not measuring, but I'll, I'm going to run in and get uh, cover Sven's flank with his sword and board and uh, take a, take a swipe at the um, Abercondila to the southeast. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a natural 20, not shitting you. Yeah. No shit. Nice. Yeah. Um, let's see, critical. Roll the one on the fucking die. Oh. Shit, how much is that? Uh, two plus, like, four points of damage on a crit. Well, no, wait a minute. It's still a crit, so you get two dice. Okay, I can I can do that. Here's a second so you, dice. You, in, fact, you, in fact, you should. Another one. I'm not. I'm not joking. No. Oh my God. All right. Yeah. So that's two. And what is yours? Is strength modifier? Plus one. Plus one. So, so plus four two. Four points so of damage. Four points of damage. Yeah. I remember yeah. my first fight. <laughs> I don't have a bow. It's much cooler. I'm more used to it. Um, and then the he's gonna raise his shield for his last action. All right, you raise shield for the last action. Got it, got it. This is a TPK. <sighs> Jesus Christ. It's coming. Blayton, you're up. Things have not gone well so far. You hear, you've heard a new and very creepy, frankly, voice coming from this room. What do you do? Oh, God. 
Svend, it implanted a foreign creature on you. I'll get it off. Um, and Leighton <laughs> is going to cast a heightened two-action heal, um, targeting Sven for one cocked die. Oh, let's go. Um, 11, 27 points of healing. <laughs> oh, Whoa. Oh, no, not my intention. No, 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 no. <laughs> and as Layton repeats, <laughs> repeats that mantra, he comes over here and hides behind the professor. Yeah, in the southwestern corner of the room behind the professor, we've got our casters spread out. We've got Eugene up in the business. That's the end of round one, the top of round two. Sven got pretty badly hurt, pretty well healed. These Abricondilus are hitting fucking hard. Yeah, no kidding. Eugene, what do you got for us to lead Time. it off? So Eugene's going to cast Wild Morph on himself. His hands will turn into uh, claw-like talons, and then he's going yes. to take a swiperino at his not-so-friendly friend to the northeast. That's a two on the die. Oh no! Christ, what are we doing? Oh God! Oh God! Just because glutton for punishment, just what we uh, need. You will attempt a second attack with the iterative. Is Wild Morph one action? Well, it's one to two. uh, Correct, but one right now. I'm not cool enough to do the two Mm -hmm. action ones yet. Great, the head growing out of Sven is heckling us. Okay. Uh, Oh, right. 15 on the die, but a 10, and then... So 18? 18? Or, Cole, you're you're, you're indicating something? Minus 4, not minus 5, because it's agile, right? Because it's an unarmed attack. So the 15 goes to an 11 plus your bonus. Oh, thank you. That's true. It is... um, I just read agile finesse. Yes. Yes, yes. So... Uh, 19. 19 is a hit. Let's go. Yeah. Come on, nice. come on. Cole, good looking out, good looking out. Thanks for always staying on top of that. Hero point. Cole, Ooh. hero point. Excellent. Um, I would like to remind everyone that the hero points can be used for things other than simply uh, evading death. You can also roll a bad roll and then change it immediately after before you find out if it's a a success or a failure, but the hero points can be used. Mm -hmm. Cool. Excellent. Uh, Eugene, Uh that is uh, you wild morph, you attacked, you attack, you hit, roll damage. So it's a 1d6, I rolled a 5 plus 2, so it's going to be 7 points of damage. Chip, chip, chipperoo. It is the Abracondilu's turn. Eugene, you just damaged it. It's going to lash Eugene out did. at you with its claws. Gene real did. All right. All right, that's a 21 to hit. Yeah, that hits. AC is 20. Shit. All right, that is nine Oof. points of damage. That hurts, but Eugene is still standing. All right, and it is going to take a bite out of crime, gnashing out at Svend with the jaws. That is going to be an 13 to hit. That is a miss. That is right. And then final claw swipe at nude. Three on the die. That is also a miss. That is its turn. Spend. it is your turn. What you got? I'm going to try to roll to intimidate the 
The one that's right in front of us. Okay. Uh, what with the head. Yeah, for a more standard humanoid, I'd give you an automatic bonus for this horrific demon. Fear. Fear. Uh, you, you'll be rolling flat with it. Uh, that'll be a 19. That's a 19 against its will DC. And that is a success. It is frightened one, taking a minus one to a lot of important Beat stuff. Yeah. On yeah. It's yeah. next turn. I find nude frightening. I can I can really empathize. Mm-hmm. It works. And then yeah. what do you think? What do you think, team? What do you think, team? What's spent up to next? Is that going to be a double slice? Yeah, it's going to be a double slice. <laughs> uh, I'm going to, yeah, he's going to have it. Eat steel, idiot. Uh, for a 27 to hit. 27, <laughs> nice. <laughs> That'll be for six points of damage. Not great. And then coming through with the sickle uh, for 22 to hit. 22 is a hit. Nice. Uh, for another four points of damage. Four points of damage. My goodness, you guys are indeed chipping away. And I love the fact that Morgan is drinking red wine right now. <laughs> it is the so second Abricondilu's turn. It is going to use a move action to get out of this fire, and it is going to travel in a guarded step five feet to the south. Actually, not a guarded step, but it is moving five feet to the south. Andruk, do you have an attack of opportunity? Getting away from the flaming sphere, I don't think it has it together enough to take a five-foot step. I do have an attack of opportunity. You can take an attack of opportunity with your short sword. 22 to hit. 22 to hit is a hit. That's six points of damage. Six points of damage heard. You slash away at it. It is going to bite back at you. Bring it. That is wow. going to be a 21 to hit. Miss. Um, oh, miss. Yeah. Can, can, can you take an attack of opportunity with your shield raised? Don't know. I am not a melee fighter. Let me look that up. No problem. All right, taking a quick peek at those rules, it looks like you can take that attack of opportunity and have your shield still raised so that 21 is a miss. Next up is a claw coming at you. That is another miss, and that is its turn. That is its turn. That's a move and two attacks. The Professor, it's your turn. Uh, The Professor will... uh... Uh, sustain the flaming sphere and move it five feet south back onto that uh, creature. Alrighty, rolling a reflex save here. 13, Rudy. Yes. Okay. Oh. Man, you chumps knew these dice were going to cool off at some point. We didn't, though. <laughs> uh, so that is a 3d6 of fire damage. We try to ignore probability whatever possible, Sam. Makes us feel better about what we're doing. 16 points of damage. What? 16 points of damage on 3d6, Rudy? 6, 5, 5. What? That's very, very good. That adds up. That adds up. That adds up, Rudy. Rudy, quick mental math making up all three of those numbers. <laughs> Remember that, that he one couldn't action. say a number above six. Very good. Hero point. Hero point. Six, five, four, five. <laughs> <laughs> Professor, that is one action to move the sphere 
and sustain it. You have two more left. What are you going to do? Is it so it gets hit with the flaming sphere, right? Does it does it start jabbering? (laughs) 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 Copperhead language. (laughs) 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 The professor casts comprehend languages in time to hear this creature in a patois (laughs) of draconic and abyssal saying ah that was really hot (laughs) (laughs) we're not so different (laughs) and on the north side of the room on the north side of the room you do hear the other abracandilu say that looks really hot i also got hurt recently (laughs) We've got them now, guys. We've got them on the ropes. Yeah, and it African is... notoriously on the nose with their dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> they Very love measure. wrecking stuff. You, if you had been in here a moment before, you would have heard them just saying, I am breaking this. I am breaking this. The mythology is that they don't have any object permanence, so they have to keep telling each other exactly what's happening. This is a book. I am alive. I am alive. Not anymore, as I rip it. Uh, All right, Rudy, with a clutch, comprehend languages. Oh, you're just going to have to role play every time it's my turn. (laughs) My immersion is saved. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. No, that's that's great. So Rudy's uh, two actions were a solid 16 points of damage with two fives and a six on the D6. And uh, then he cast Comprehend Languages. Andruk, it is your turn. Uh, you may or may not be aware that the halfling about 20 feet or about 15 feet away from you understands everything that your enemies are saying. What do you do? Andruk's uh, going to take a swing at... The Abracandilu to the southeast. His southeast of is currently immolating in a ball of fire. That's um, 16 plus 11 is 27. 27 yes. is a hit. Nice, true. Uh, yes. Another one on the die, though, so just two points of damage. Damn. Man, um, like it's not your his... weapon. I love yeah. the story. Like You are really, really good at getting the hit, and mm-hmm. you just don't quite know how to inflict damage with it. Yeah, makes sense. I'm going to uh, use my second action to uh, guide Sven using guidance. Um, I'm just going to say, um, Sven, fuck him up! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then my last action is going to be raising my shield again. Sven is already. <laughs> Do the Opercom Dilu's react to that? Sven, you've got plus one to your next attack or like anything else that you do. Sweet. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, the one that's uh, got, uh, still on fire is, is still just sort of lamenting that fact. And the other one <laughs> says, the guy who just yelled seems to have helped the one in front of me. Leighton, it is your turn. Um, God, it's Leighton like I'm right going. there. <laughs> it really does something for me. No, it's like the professor is right there because <laughs> you just hear jabbering. <laughs> <laughs> Leighton runs through the wall of noise. Uh, he's going to cast Tempest Touch 
bringing the curse up for the first time this day, so just this sort of faint, like, wind and susurrus around him of rain as he jabs forward with a fist. Sam, can I get a fortitude save, please? And would you accept a hero point as a as a as an anti-roll? No. On the GM? Ah, well. You say you want us yeah, to use him. And... Railroad it again. Yep, okay. Yep. yep. Here's Sam and going down the tracks. It's Sam's GMing. It's Sam's GMing. No, instead, I am I am indeed uh, going to limit the degree to which I stray from the rules yeah. in our home game. That is a 25 uh, against your spell, DC. The midnight train to predetermination. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be... Um... Six points of damage, and you take a minus five foot circumstance penalty to all your speeds until the end of your next turn. No, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. And then, well, did you mean to move the professor, or did you mean, like... Yeah, I did. I meant to throw the professor to the wall. Leighton casts Tempest on the professor and then throws him at the guy in the fire to see if he'll transfer. Your death will not be in vain. Um... <laughs> No, Leighton goes running up. He uh, rather ineffectually hits this guy in the face and says, now you have scars. And then r- runs over to sort of tuck in behind Eugene and Svet. So one action spell? That is correct. Excellent, excellent. That is the end of round two. Things do indeed seem to be swinging back in our hero's favor at the top of round three. Eugene, you're leading us off. Eugene's going to cast... Oh, good, you're, good, you're eating. Yeah, Eugene's going to cast Magic Fan on himself. Yeah, and then just take a swipe at the uh, batty to the northeast. 18 on the die. Ooh. Nice. He's still frightened 26 too, right? 26 to hit. 26 is a hit, not okay. a crit. Uh, and then we will roll. Oh, sorry. It should have been 27 because I forgot. 27. Still a hit, not yeah, a crack. It's just magic thing. I always think of it as doubling the damage die, but it, you do also get a plus one to hit. Anyways, rolling some damage. Yeah, baby. Six, <laughs> seven, eight, nine, plus two. That's 11 points of damage. 11 nice. points of damage. Doing some damage. And is magic thing two action or it's one action? Two. That would be his turn. That is his turn. It is the Abricondilu's turn. Gotta lash out at Eugenie for that last hit that he laid on him. That's going to be a 27 to hit. That is Mm -hmm. a hit. Mm -hmm. Gnashing out with those toothsome, toothsome teeth. And that is going to be 15 points of damage. Eugenie's down. Oh, no. Ripping through Eugene, coming back up at Svend with the claws. Svend, that is a 29 to hit. Yep. And that is going to be eight points of damage. Wait, a 29 to hit Mm -hmm. with your iterative attack bonus? Yep. Damn, fucking hell, that bonus has got to be insane. It's oh, a good bonus. Are... It's an agile weapon. And those are the biggest pieces of information that you need right now. <laughs> One, two actions. Sorry. He was frightened. It was a, a 28 to hit. <laughs> yeah. 
and uh, that'll be seven points of damage. Seven points of damage. And Eugene, you also get one more point of damage back because of how Frightened works. Okay. Well, as well you all know, still down, I am at precisely zero. I'm going to just make sure that we understand that Eugene is down. <laughs> yeah, because these words aren't clear and enough. <laughs> <laughs> with the big red X on Eugene oh, right God. now. And the Dilu just says, this one is down, but only the professor knows. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> the Dilu says, this one is down, and then pauses and slowly spray paints a red X. <laughs> I have an opening. Turn to the other Abercrombie and goes, "We know he's down because I spray painted a red X over his body." The other Abercrombie says, "I understand that he is down, despite being currently in a flaming sphere, because you have spray painted a red X on his Thank body." Thank you for your clarity, brother. Professor, what are they saying? <laughs> You wouldn't want to know. The professor looks at all of you and just goes, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, he's like two actions, Rudy. What do you Sven, all care? Sven, that is a 20 to hit on the button. Uh, Yes, that will hit. My AC is 20. Ooh, and that is going to be 14 points of damage. Jeez. That is Abracondilu number one's turn. Is that, is that also with the Frightened uh, 20? Or should it have been 19? Sorry, it sh- uh, it was 20 with the Frightened, and it should have been 13 with the Frightened, not 14. Give yourself back one hit point. I'm rolling in roll 20 right now, and it doesn't take into account the statuses and whatnot. So do feel free to ask Frightened if I don't actively mention it. Um, but I am taking into account on my on my to hits and whatnot. Should it be over now though? The frightened? Mm-hmm. The frightened condition ended yeah. has ended on that creature. Good call, Will Harold. Appreciate the honesty. Sven, it is your turn. You're pretty banged up. Yeah. Uh I am gonna roll to intimidate him again for seventeen. That's with the plus one. Just oh, 18, 18, thank you. Eighteen. Eighteen gets that. it. Oh, fuck yeah. Nice. nice. Fucking A. Andrew guided you to particular cruelty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I'm going to, yeah, double slice at him. Ben, Ben, describe the intimidation check before you before you roll these dice. Well, it looks like this. I look him right in his fucking beady little eyes and stare right into his soul. Remind him of every ever pain that ever crossed his lips. And then I, and then I hit him with a hammer. All right. Excellent. Absolutely. Yeah, roll it. Roll it. Roll it. Uh, that's terrifying. gonna be thirty. Hit. Thirty is thirty-one. 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 Thirty-one oh, yeah. is a crit. Nice. Nice. Take those. Uh, Twenty points of damage. Twenty Ooh. points of damage. Uh huh. Are you sure? Yup. Show me the money. Twenty hit points. Yeah. He falls. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. What does Alrighty. he say? Yeah, what is that? What does the Wakanda Blue say? This way down. Oh no! I am struck again by this hamburger. <laughs> um, and very, and that was a double slice, right? Yeah, it was. So I'm going to say that you come down with that hammer, kachunk kill him and come up with the sickle at the same time get under its rib cage 
and pull both out. And as you do, he drops to the floor. That was an intimidate and a double slice. That is your turn. Sven, you saved the reading room. Wonderful job. <laughs> Fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Savagery. Oh my god. Canoe does to us what Sven does to Sam. That's the, that's the duality of their being. <laughs> that is Sven's turn. The Abricondilu to the south of the room is going to lash out at Andruk in fire. Jaws gnashing out at you. Come on, baby. That is going to be a 24 to hit. Hits. All right. 13 points of damage. Oh, got it, man. Big hits from these guys. Okay, coming at you with the claw again. <clears throat> Lashes across. That is going to be a 29. Yeah, hits. Six points of damage. And final claw attack. <sighs> that is going to be a 25 to hit. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, how is that not a crit, though? It is rolling very well. Yeah, go ahead. And nine damage. Jesus. Okay. That is the Ibrucondilu's turn, connecting on jaw, claw, claw. The professor, it's your turn. Your frontline fighters are looking pretty banged up. What are you going to do? Uh, well, I'll maintain that flaming sphere on it, so give me a reflex save. Reflex save coming in. 24. Oh, man. No damage. Jeez Louise. Uh, that sequence of rolls must have been insane. Outstanding. Brutal. Well, gonna have to cast harm on him. Bring out the big guns. Are you heightening it or anything? You heightening it? Let him play his character, Sam. Wait, no, hold on a second. No, it is a signature spell. That's not a bad idea. Thank you for reminding me of that. It is my level one signature spell. So yes, I shall heighten it. 2d8. 13 points of damage. 13 points of damage on 2d8. Rudy, rolling Forti rocks over there. Do I get a fortitude save or does it just happen? You do. Fortitude save. All right. This is pretty good. That is a 19. That's it's a it. Four on the, it's a four on the die. It's That's a four it. on the die. 15 fortitude. I fuck? guess it's rounded down, right, Cole? So it's six points of damage instead. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like it didn't happen. All right. Yep. Got me on the Tempest Touch too, buddy. I feel you, dude. Hasn't failed to save more than twice in the last five episodes, so just, I don't know, keep those, <laughs> those stats at home, everybody. Think about them hey, a little bit. Hey, hey, these dice, sometimes, sometimes they fall in my favor. Andruk, it is your turn. Andruk's going to um, kind of not take his eyes off the Abercondilu, but kind of yell out to Leighton. Leighton, you got Eugene? I got him. Okay, and Andruk's going to just start, like, swipe, swiping at the, um, the Abercondilu. Swiping at the Abricondilu? Yeah. Okay. First attack. 11 plus 11 is 22. 22 is a hit. Boom. Uh, it's 4 plus 1 is 5 points of damage. Hey. 5 points of damage. There okay. you go. Uh, my second swipe is a 15 plus 6 is 21. 21 is still a hit. Nice. Great. And that's two. Two plus one is three points of damage. Three points of damage. Then my last action is raising my shield. 
raising your shield. Wise, wise indeed. Layton, it is your turn. Okay, I'm gonna use um, the one action heal uh, at touch range. And Eugene, you get six hit points. Just gonna bring you it, up. Talk to me, dude. And anything then... I need to know about coming up? Um, other, am I just I'm awake at six hit points, or is there like on my turn? Is there an action to stand up or something? Or yeah, to, I'll, I'll I'll jump in. You are currently prone. You are at six hit points. There's no more negative hit points, so you're always at zero okay. when you're down, and you are prone and you are uh, wounded one. Okay, cool. Thanks very much, Cole. Absolutely, dude. And then Leighton is going to sort of duck his head around on Druk. Well, <laughs> maybe they're slow. <laughs> and send off an electric arc. Uh, can I get a reflex save? Please? Reflex save? Absolutely. Natural 20. They're extremely fast. And I've burned books now. And I am uncomfortable with myself. Um, <laughs> that is three points of damage to it. Three points of damage. That is the end of round four. Three. Layton takes a free action and scrubs the red X off. What is this? Oh, that's oh a good point. God, I hate that's red. That's, that's actually what the touch range heal does. Is it just like erases the yeah, red Eugene's X? Up, he's like, this totally clashes with my outfit. The red X is off of Eugene. That is the end of round three. The top of round four. Put Eugene down and then you permanently put out the Abracondilu to the north. The Abracondilu to the south still causing some trouble. Eugene, you are lying down on the ground. You have been woken up. You have six health points. Tight. What do you do? Sam, with an eye on the map, can you tell me if this movement um, is acceptable? I want to go 5, 15, 20. Mm-hmm. That works. You can also just move through... Uh, Sven's space because he's an ally. I want to be on this side of the creature, though. But it's nude. But it's nude. Yeah, no, no, you, you can get there. That that movement absolutely makes sense. You could also do it with five feet shorter. So Eugene moves in an L pattern to get next to the Abricondilu. Cool. And then he's going to take a swipe at this dude. Yeah, and, and I can imagine, right, that the magic that was on your claws maybe began to recede for a second as you went down and then Leighton rushes over, heals you and that healing restores the magic and the vitality of the spells that you'd already cast. All of those are still active. You have magic fang and wild morph going Super on. claws! And he swings. Okay, yeah, that's tight. We got a 14 on the die. So his Guys. to hit bonus is eight. We're looking at oh. 22. And then there's also plus one, right? So mm -hmm. 23, that's 23, a hit. Oh, diddly. <laughs> Let's swing some damage. Oh, it's a six and a five, which is so good. Oh. Nice. Uh, we're looking at 11 to 13 points of damage. 13 nice. points of damage. That's not nothing. You got another swipe yeah, in you? He's going to. Wait, didn't you stand move? Oh, the stand is... A Stand is before the move. Stand is a move. Nope. Good call. Thanks for keeping us honest, Cole. That is the turn. Cole and Will ruining everyone's day. <laughs> Sven, you're up, and you are about 10 feet away from this Abracondilo. Yeah, he's going to pass through in the space where Dirk is, uh, mm -hmm. to get within swanging range. Yep, so he moves 10 feet to the south, adjacent to the Abracondilo. Hit, hit. 
Let's do it. 21. 21 to hit. 21 is a hit. For eight points of damage. Put it down. Put it down. Eight points of damage. It's still up. It's looking messed up, dude. If you can put it down. If you can put it down right now. That's a 20 on the die, boy. (laughs) What does it look like, Ben? Just just, just describe it. Don't even need damage. Cool. Yeah, Sven, uh, Sven raises the sickle to go at it, and then he just hears, No, let me. And, uh, <laughs> and, and Nude basically just, like, lunges at the thing and fucking bites it. Uh, like, just, yeah, <laughs> chews right into its neck. And the Abricondilu drops. How much you of have Nude retaken... is there? What was that? How much of Nude is there? Is there, like, a full, like, that other pod racer from episode one? No, Nude? it's, yeah, you know, face and a mouth. I mean, it's got a mouth. Oh, okay, so you le- you went, like, neck to neck. Yeah, yeah. Hot. <laughs> Sick. Hot. Neck to neck. Yeah. Everyone goes back to vomiting. Horrifying image. You are now in the library, seemingly in control of it. And we'll see what you find in here next week. Oh, man. Oh, I, I thought I was going to get more of you down there with the with the way that was going. I am I'm a little disappointed to be honest. A little disappointed. I wouldn't be. You put out some pretty Yeah, you almost one shot there. That was I, yeah, I, 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 I can and I can take that home. I can take that home. <laughs>